0: We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by his word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Gateway Chapel message. So welcome to church again, and it's a pleasure to be bringing the word of God to you at your own desk, in your own home, wherever you are today, I know you'll be blessed because I really, really was blessed preparing for this word. Welcome again to this month of a new season, and Pastor has been preaching a series on stepping into a new season, and today I want to continue that series with this, this sermon for the next um, so many minutes. I want to share with you something that God laid in my heart that is really, really huge when it comes to stepping into the new season that God has prepared for you and I, stepping into your new season with favor. is the title of today's message, Stepping into Your New Season with Favor. But I'm going uh, to pray and then I'm going to share a joke or attempt to share a joke. You're going to laugh and then I'm going to share a few things that I believe would really, really help you. Father, thank you so much for the entrance of your word today. We give us light. We give us understanding. We pray that you give us grace to hear, to understand, and to do. In Jesus' precious name we've prayed. Amen and amen. So I read this joke... and I just thought to share that same joke with you. I read this joke about three uh, gentlemen that went on uh, a fishing expenditure. So they went to, uh, to do a fishing, went on a fishing trip. So when they went on this fishing trip, they, they were there and an angel came to visit them. There are three Christians. So an angel came to visit them. And while the angel was there, uh, one of the angels said, what do you want me to do for you? Face faced the first guy and the first guy said, i got a terrible, terrible back problem. I really do need a, a touch of God upon my back. And then the angel of the Lord stretched his hand and said, Your hand your back is now perfectly fine. And then he, you know, twisted left and right and he felt comfortable. Then he turned to the other guy and said, What would you want me to do for you? And the guy said, i got terrible eyesight, I'm using glasses from my, well, my childhood and you know it gets, just gets thicker and thicker every time I visit the optician. Touch my eyes, the angel of the Lord said to him. So the angel said that's fine, took his glasses off him, touched his eyes, can you see, Say I can see clearly 20-20 vision. And then he turned to the third guy and he said what should I do for you and the third guy jumped back and said please don't touch me, leave me alone, I'm on disability allowance and everybody's taking care of me, I don't need a change. And I don't know why you're like that guy. Everybody thinks everybody needs a change, but some people don't need any change. The angel of the Lord came and said, no, 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 don't touch me. I am just cool as I am. And I, <laughs> I laughed so much when I read it. And I felt sad after. And I thought, how many people are like that? I am cool as I am. I don't need a change. I like the way that pastor speaks and that's good enough for me. But when God wants to bless someone, he sends you a word. But you need to do something with the word so you can experience all that God has in stock for you. Now that we're talking about stepping into our new season, when you need to step into a new season, God made us understand that he has already made provision for you. And pastor preached about that. The provision, the promise, he talked about that extensively in the last two weeks when he's been preaching about it. But today, what other things should you take along with you into your new season? What other things that make a man stand out in the new season? And I believe is that your utility, utility tool that must always be in your pocket. I remember Pastor once saying to somebody, that every person must have a utility tool. And in the world of golf, you have a particular club that can do everything or anything. And this is that utility tool I'm about to talk about today. But let's read the scriptures first. And the first scripture is Isaiah chapter 43, our main scripture, verses 17 to 18. And it says, do not remember the former things. And I said the same thing to you this morning. Do not remember the former things. Don't consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, says God. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. And rivers in the desert. It took me a while to notice that God did also say river in the desert. Rivers in the desert. So loads of opportunities, loads of roads will be opened in the midst of nothing. And as I was looking at that, I said, if you're going to move into your new season, God wanted to move his children, the Israelites, into a new season. They were going to go on an adventure, on a journey into something new, something great, something fantastic. And he told them to make sure that they take something along with them. He said he was going to give them something that was going to make that new season. And that new journey, they were about to step into a glorious success. Exodus chapter 3, verse 21. Exodus 3, 21, it says, And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And when you go, you shall not go empty. When you step out, you will not step out empty. God wanted to move his people into a new season and he said to them, I will give you favor in the sight of the people that have held you hostage. I will give you favor in the sight of the people that didn't like you. These people didn't like you. These people didn't want anything to do with you. But I will favor you before them anyway because I'm taking you to your new season. So he says to me that favor is a big thing you need to take along into your new season. The second scripture there, Exodus chapter 12 verse 36 says, and the Lord has given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Just like God said, God delivered. That's the beautiful thing about God. He said I will give this people favour. And then just the next chapter said, and the Lord, and the next few chapters said, and the Lord has given the people favour. And then when he gave them favour, some things happened. He said that they let them go and then they let them have what they asked. They let them go, they let them have what they had, and they plundered the Egyptians. They had a lot to take with them. Things that somebody else, had, that they didn't work for, things that didn't belong to them. I was studying that scripture and I said, wow, what an amazing God. So when he wants us to move forward and step forward, he doesn't just want you to step forward, he wants you to step forward into something new, but you need to take something along with you. And that is the tool or the gift of the blessing of favor. And I'm going to talk to you today about that. I'm going to talk to you about how do you experience it. I'm going to talk to you today about an explanation for favor. And then how does favor really present itself? How do you know whether somebody is favored? You see, there are things that God has given to us that we don't physically see. So many people talk about, give me riches. we can see that. Give me a car. If I have a car, you can see that. If I say I've got favor in my life, you will say, how will I know that? And I believe very strongly it's the intangible things that God gives us that creates the tangible things that we see. Because the Bible says it calls those things that be not as though they were. So what exactly has God promised you and I? He has promised us to step into a new season. But I'm saying take favor along with you. Into this new season you're going into, take favor along with you. What is favor? Why did he tell the children of Israel when they were about to step into their newness that they should make sure they take favor? He said, I will give these people favor in the sight of the Israelites just before they stepped out. And as they were stepping, I said, and I gave them favor and they plundered the Egyptians. As in they stepped into something big that I promised, but they took something along with them. What is favor? There are different definitions to it. The, 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 the dictionary one would just say it's an approval, a commendation, goodwill, acceptance. Another one is an act of kindness, something that is undeserved. When God wants to move you to a new season, He wants you to step into a new season, and He says to you, "Look, I want to do something great for you. I want you to take something along with you, take favor along with you, because it will open so many doors for you." And I'll show you that in a few minutes. Preferential treatment, advantage. The children of Israel, as they were stepping into their newness, they had preferential treatment. They had an advantage. That's what favor is. Favor is uncommon exemption from common occurrences uncommon exemptions from common occurrences. There are things that you expect to happen to everybody. There are things that you expect in this last quarter of the year. There are things you say, well, it's only three more months, two more months, how many more months left? How am I going to see this new thing that pastor said we should step into? But favor can release great things into your hand. Favor is God's demonstrating delight in a person. When God loves a person, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26 make us understand that God loves Samuel. When God loves somebody, he puts his delight upon him and then he grants him his favor and then he begins to open door for new and great things for him. So a man that is carrying the favor of God is a man that God delights in. It's a man that God gives unusual or undue advantage to. A man that God gives unusual favor to or favor to is also a man that has the tangible evidence of God's approval. And I want to dwell on that a little bit. In this new season that you're stepping into, you need the tangible evidence of God's approval. And that's why God told the children of Israel as they were about to step into their new season, he said, listen, he said, I will give you favor in the sight of the Egyptians. I will give you favor in the sight of the people that hate you. I will give you favor in the sight of people that don't care about you. I'll give you favor in your workplace. I'll give you favor in your neighborhood. I will give you favor in your industry. I will give you favor in the works of your hand. And God wants to give you that as you step into your new season. Stepping into your new season with favor. It says it's a tangible evidence. You can't see favor, but you can see the evidence. And it's an evidence of God's approval. God has approved of you. God has approved of you. I want you to tell you, God has approved of me. And God has definitely approved of you. An attraction. I read this and I really, really loved it. It says an attraction of God to you that releases an influence through you. So that other people are inclined to like you, trust you, and work with you in your God-given assignment. I think I love that. As you're going into the new season, understand this. That you will walk with people. It is normal. That's what happens on this planet. But when God's favor is upon you in this planet, if we have an attraction of God that is upon you, it is released upon you by God that will make men and women love you. If Jesus needed it, you need it. The Bible says Jesus increased in favor and wisdom. So if Samuel needed, you need it. If God says you need it, to move into your next season, you need it. And you need to learn how to get it and how to retain it. And how it expresses itself. How does it show itself? Favor is the stickiness factor. Something said that I read. Somebody said, it's that thing that makes good things stick to you. You know, have you met people as you're stepping into your newness and they say, oh, I thought about you, you go for an interview. And they say, I don't know why, but your name has just not left my mind since you came for the interview. In fact, you're not the most qualified. I've had testimonies and testimonies like that, but there was just something about you that we like. That's the stickiness factor. Favor is like honey. It is from God. And then when it flows through you, it makes you attract the great blessings and the great things that God has prepared and planned for you. So as you're stepping into your new season, make sure that like the Israelites, you take favor along with you. Bible then made us understand that we are all expected not just to have a measure of favor that God has given to us, but to increase in it so that you begin to increase in all the blessing that God has in stock for you in this new season. But before I talk about that, let's talk about the expressions of God's favor. How do you know that you have the favor of the Lord? Okay, yes, it's a new season. Yes, new doors are opening to you. But how do I know that I'm carrying God's favor with me? How does I? How, how can you identify favor? I always, always say that favor shows up in so many ways. One of the biggest things that favor will deliver into your hand is promotion. Promotion. I remember, uh, if you first of all read Genesis chapter 39, verse 21. Let's go turn our Bible to Genesis 39, 21. Uh, there are many, many people in the Bible that favor promoted. And a big one amongst them is the man Joseph. The man Joseph was favored beyond all. The man Daniel, don't forget about him as well, was equally favored. But if you look at Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, the Bible made us understand. It said, but the Lord was with Joseph. And he showed him favor and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. When God is with you, as you step into your newness that God has prepared for you, it will show you favor even in the sight of the people that are meant to be holding you bound or down. That is, the people that are not meant to love you will automatically love you and promote you. Promotion comes with favor. Favor opens the door for promotion. So if you're really looking into stepping into the next season, I don't know what next season for you actually, or that new season for you means a promotion. I need, It's the favor of God you need because the favor of God identifies a man. It doesn't matter how little where you are It doesn't matter how difficult the situation you are in and then promote them to the place of prominence where everybody can see them. Daniel was one of them. Write down Daniel chapter one, verse nine. Daniel was a slave. Daniel was in a place where he should not have been seen as anything special. Yet the favor of God located him and moved him to his new season and moved him to the great blessing that God had in stock for him. So God makes sure that when he releases his favor upon us, promotion comes with it. If you're looking for promotion at this time, I want to believe God with do that this same quarter, this same few weeks to the end of this year. The hand of the Lord will be strong upon you. You will truly move into your next a new season and the promotion of the Lord will find you because the favor of the Lord will be expressed in every area of your life. In Jesus' precious name. Favor also gives us provision. Favor gives us provision. What are you looking up to God for? In this season, what are you looking up to God for? What should this season really mean for you? I love this scripture. Daniel, uh, De- 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 Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 23. It's one of my favorite scriptures of all. It says, Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord, possess the West and possess the South. Okay. Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor, possess. When you are satisfied with favor, you will possess. It says, possess the east, possess the south. He said, This child of mine is full of the blessings of the Lord because he's satisfied with the favor of the Lord. And that is the truth that when God wants you to step into a new season, He blesses you with favor and then He satisfies you and He gives you everything you could ever desire. What provision are you looking up to God for? What exactly are you trusting your God for? When you are favored. So I really want you to whip up a serious hunger in this season for favor. Because when you are favored, promotion will come. When you are favored, provision will come. One of our sisters gave a testimony here a couple of months ago. She went to apply for a job. She applied on the last day, on the last day, the last few hours that the job was advertised. Now don't forget in this season that we're in, hundreds and hundreds of people apply for a job and she applied towards the end. Went, was called for the interview a couple of days later. When she got to the interview, they didn't take her. They said, Well, we didn't take you for this, but don't worry. We have another role for you that we think will suit you better. In fact, it will be better for you because it will walk around child care and school run times. Would you like to take it? Now that is favor. Favor is the reason why somebody that doesn't have a job, is trusting God for a job, applies for a job, gets to the place of the work, didn't get qualified to be picked, but was told that don't worry, we'll give you another one that will suit you and suit your school run times and suit your family lifestyle. That is satisfaction with favor. When God wants to bless a man in his new season, He releases his favor upon him. So you and I, I want you to be hungry to increase in favor in this season. I want you to be hungry to experience the favor of the Lord in every area of your life in this season. I said favor gives provision, favor gives promotion, favor gives prominence, favor gives prominence. Some of us work so hard in your workplace and nobody knows that you're working hard. Some of us, we're constantly marketing the products that we have and nobody has come across it anywhere. Some of us are trying to to just excel in one area or the other, be it in school, be it in family, nothing. You do so many great things, so many good things, and nobody knows that you're doing them. Favor is missing, or the consciousness of favor is missing, but favor gives prominence. Favor gives prominence. Esther chapter 2, verse 17, Esther was a slave child, yet... She was seen as a beautiful kid and she was considered to be prominent and became a queen in a land where she got into as a slave. That is favor. That is the hand of the Lord that can move you as to step into the newness of what God has in stock for you. Favor gives prominence. I remember the story of one of our grandchildren in this church. She wanted to go to a particular school. Her parents wanted her to go to a particular school. And when they were told, they were told that the school is, the list is full. And even the waiting list has over 10 people ahead of this child, grandchild of ours. But the parents believed God all the same. And the oil of favor is working upon their lives. And then they said, we will still call. And they called. Yeah, you can keep on calling. Nobody can tell you don't call. And one day the father decided to go to the school and he went to the school. And he spoke with the lady and the lady said, well, <laughs> except if you know somebody up there. And the father said, yes, I know somebody up there. And because he said, I know somebody up there, the woman said, well, okay, talk to the somebody up there. But right now, as he stands, they were in double figures when he came to waiting list and your daughter is beyond the single figure, already in the double figure. However, as dad got home, literally, maybe 24 hours later, within the 24 hours, they got a phone call from the school and the child has been picked and the child has been given a place. Favor gives you prominence. When you want to move into the new season of your life that God has in store for you, you need prominence. When you want to step into the great things that God has in store for you, the new things, you need prominence. Because if there is no prominence, you can work so hard and nobody will give notice to what you have done. And I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that the works of your hand will become prominent to men in the name of Jesus. The Bible says concerning Samuel, the Bible says concerning Jesus, he grew in favor with God and with men. And that will be your story in the name of Jesus. You will increase in favor. You will experience promotion. You will experience provision in this new season. And you will experience prominence beyond your wildest dream in the name of Jesus. When God wants to lift a person up, he makes them stand out. And that's what favor does for you favor makes you stand out it doesn't matter how many people are in the hall favor makes you stand out i don't know why i just can't seem to forget you everybody bid it for this house but we just feel like giving it to you i know people have had testimonies like that even their bid for the house was lower than the amount that was required and lower than everybody else's own yet they got it favor the sickness factor I was reading the testimony of a particular brother. He said, God said to him, I want to move you into another phase of life. I want to give you a place. And he said, okay, Lord, I'm ready for it. And God said, well, look, I want to do great things through you and with you. So walk with me. And I said, well, God, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever it is you are giving to me. And he said as he was driving one day, he just said, you know what, I am going to sow favor and I'm going to talk to you how to activate these things that will help you in the next few minutes uh, to be able to walk into what God has prepared for you. So he sowed and then he was driving as he was finished sowing and the Lord said something to him. The Lord said to him, as you have sown, I will give you bigger than you expected. As he was driving home, he saw a house that was really big, bigger. It just the moment he thought about bigger, he thought about this particular house. And then he pressed the bell of the I said, chill, you know, why not? Just ask. He pressed the bell and he got to the door and he said to the lady, he said, Are you selling this and I said, Sorry, the house is not for sale. We built it because we really love this place. This is our design and so on and so forth. And we only built it a few years ago. We're not planning to sell. And then he said, Okay, well, fair enough. That's okay. I'm a pastor, but just in case you choose to sell one day, this is my detail. And then he left. And then the lady, you will not believe it, a couple of days that called him and said, I don't know why, but I just can't seem to shake you off. Just to let you know, we're not selling. I'm just saying hello. Thank you very much, he said. And he continued. But not long after, the lady then called and said, did you know how much they valued our property for 1.5 million? The lady said to him. "As at this time, the brother said he did not have 1,500 pounds. 1.5 million. He said, okay, thank you very much for letting me know. He said, but I know that the economy is not as good now. So I know it wouldn't be as as high as that, but just to let you know. And then the pastor said, thank you for letting me know. And then he got on with his life. But he knew what God said to him and he knew what he was believing God for. And then not long after that again, the lady called and said, well, do you know what? We got an offer for 900,000 for our property. We thought we need to let you know first. See what favor can do. Why can't she shake him off? He's not even the one calling. She just kept calling him. And then at some point, she came and said, well, we don't want to sell. How much mortgage can you get? <laughs> oh, within the space of a year, how much mortgage can you get? So the guy went to find out, and he realized that he could get up to 700000 He said, I can only do 700000 He said, did you not hear us? We turned down 900,000. You go and see what you can do. If you get a million, we say, I don't have a million. In fact, the 700 was a massive stretch. Length and breadth of the story. The woman said, you know what? My husband and I have been praying and thinking about it. We're Christians as well. And we used to help missionaries that travel. When they want to travel and go from nation to nation, they come to our home and they rest for a bit before they go. So we've always believed God that when we build a house, we build it big enough for missionaries to be able to settle and feel great about it. And my husband and I have been talking since the day you came to meet us and been asking ourselves, will it not be great if a pastor lives here? So because of that, we have decided to move from a dream home that they built for themselves, to move So that this pastor can move into the place. I tell you what, favor still works. And it's not a story in the book of Acts, it's not a story in that somebody just plucked up, it's a reality in someone's life. I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories in our own lives, but there's no point just going on about that now. It's just to let you know and wet your appetite and let you know that favor does work in this new season. So if you want to step into the new season, if God had to tell the children of Israel to take favor along with them, you need favor. You need favor. So I've told you about the explanation for favor, what favor is. I've shown you the expressions of favor in provision, in making sure that you gain prominence, and also in promoting you. But I will talk to you about the empowerment of favor or how to experience increased favor in every area of your life. And you need that this season more than anything. If you've not heard anything else I've said today, I need you to focus really strong. To get this new point that I'm about to talk about. And the very first way, if you want to increase in favor, see, let's understand this. Like the blessing of the Lord, when you are born again, the Lord blesses us with a measure. When you're born again, you got the favor of the Lord upon your life. That's why you say, well, and the child grew with favor. Well, what has the child done that makes them benefit from favor? God just gave it to them. And that's the thing about favor, by the way, you don't work for it. God gave it to you. So the Bible made us understand, if you read the book of Psalm 5, verse 12, Psalm 5, verse 12, it says, and I read, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, and you will encompass him as with a shield. God still blesses and blesses the righteous with favor. So what is the first thing if you want to increase in favor, you want to see more manifestation of God in your life in this new season? And I say you, you need it. You really do need it. The very first thing is your connection with God. And I want you to write this down. And I want you to think through this. And the first connection is a relational connection. or the No, positional connection. And the second one is a relational connection. And I would explain that in a minute. The Lord blesses the righteous. And the Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there is a positional. When you get born again and you're spirit-filled, and I'm speaking to people that are born again and spirit-filled in this message. If you are not, I'll give you a chance to do that in a few minutes so you can experience and enjoy all that God has for you in this new season that we're going into for positional relationship with God or positional connection with God that is we give our lives to Christ and then God begins to release the blessings that salvation package has brought with it and that includes favor and that includes greatness and that includes moving on to the next level that includes enjoying the great things that God has in store for you which includes favor positional See, my positional, when you talk about positional relationship, my children are my children no matter what. So we have a connection. That's positional. a relational, we have a connection, but it's based on the relationship we have. So that means that it is possible for my child to be a great child because they're my child, but it's possible for my child not to keep in good connection with me or fellowship with me or relationship with me. And that is what I want to say, which is the second one. Great connection with God, great relationship with God, righteous living. Releases favor upon your life. And I want you to take that and take it like gospel during these new months and the, the next few weeks of the year that you choose to live righteously, choose to maintain a great connection with God, not just positional but relational, be that one that is connected and hooked and plugged into God fully. If you want to see the fullness of the plans of God for your life in this new season that we are going into, you need to be connected with God. See, some things are not negotiable. Some things, nobody can do them for you, but you've got to you've got to be connected with God. Not just positionally as a child of God, but in relationship as well. John chapter 15 says, I am the true vine and you are the branches. There is a flow between the vine and the branches. If there is no flow between you and God, there will not be a clear cut direction as to what to do to enjoy what he has in stock for you. See that pastor I was talking about, there was a flow between him and God, so he knew what he needed to do. And he knew when God told him, that's the house for you. And he knew to knock on the, door of that house even when the owner of that house was not ready to sell the house they heard him and what did they say they said okay and he left his telephone number with the best of intention if he had no connection or relationship with God he would not know what to do and I want you to know that God's favor will be upon you it is upon you it can increase upon you the more relate your relationship with God gets stronger in connectivity the more you hear God The more you speak to God, the more you know the mind of God, it will tell you which school to go. It will tell you where to put your children. It will tell you what nursery. It will tell you what business to go into. It will tell you when to apply for promotion. It will tell you when there's an opening. It will tell you when there was somebody that will be favorable towards you. A brother gave a testimony. I think it was last month. And he mentioned the fact that he had applied to a job in a particular place and somebody there did not like him. He didn't get the job. I said he was praying and the Holy Spirit told him, drive back to that area. And when he went, they said, apply. If he didn't have a connection, a relational connection with God, he would never have heard that. God is no respecter of persons. But for those people that decide to have a good relationship with God, God will always make himself available for us in the place of favor. So how do you attract? How do you experience favor, connection with God? It's not negotiable If you remember the key scripture we read at the beginning, it says, I will give this people, my people Israel, favor before the Egyptians. My people, they are God's own people. Connection. Are you God's person? Can God say, Bola is mine? Can God say, John is mine? Can God say, Mary is mine? If God can say it clearly, if the relationship between you and God is not great, you need to fix it. God is not moving, he's static, he's here, waiting with open hands. It's for you to change your position and have a positional relationship with him, after which you then have a relational relationship. That is, you begin to love the Lord, hear from God, spend time with God, and that's the beginning. If your favor level is going to increase and you're going to be prominent and you're going to experience promotion and you're going to experience provision, you do need this connection with God. It's not negotiable. Connection with God. I always say connection with the house of God as well. One of my most favorite scripture of all times is Psalm 102, verses 13 to 14. It says, you will arise, O Lord, and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come because your servant has pleasure in the dust of Jerusalem. Your servant loves the house of the Lord. When you love the house of the Lord and you love the people of the Lord, God cannot but love you and dispose himself favorably towards you so that men around you will begin to dispose themselves favorably towards you. Connection with God. Connection with the house of God. If you are connected with the house of God. God cannot but bless you. See, that's why I feel sorry for people that just choose to wander around and do not stay connected because you are missing out on something that God has in stock for you. God has such great things in stock, but it can stay in seed form and never materialize. The word can come. The the prophecy can come. God has said it. We will experience newness. We can step into newness. The provision has been made. Pastor has preached it. Pastor has shown us how to get it. But the truth is, if we choose, and it's up to you at the end of the day, if we choose not to connect with God, if we choose not to connect with the house of the Lord, we will miss out on some of the provisions that God has made in store for us. Is the provision not there? It is there. Is the promotion not there? It is there. Is the, is the possibility of prominence not there? It is there. But whether it will reflect or not, is dependent on you. Connection. The next one is your consciousness of it. Your consciousness of the favor of the Lord upon your life. If you're not conscious of something, you are never going to maximize it. I remember I read a story, and it was a very moving story for me personally, simply because it was so simple, it could be missed. It was a man of God, he mentioned the fact that he was in a queue. They said, well, this flight can only take five people. There were 33 of them. There were 35 of them, it was number 33 or something like that. And as he was told that the flight can only take X number of people, and he knew that he was not amongst those people that could be taken, he then said, because he was so conscious of the favor of the Lord upon his life, he turned to the man next to him and he said, you know what, I will be one of the five people. And the man said, you must be a joker. How are you going to be one of the five people? You are number 33. There were 35 people on the queue. They are taking five people. Even if they are going to count by the time people came, there's no way they will get to you. He said, just watch simply because he's conscious of what he carries. He's conscious of what God has put inside of him. He said, just watch. Do you know what happened? The lady that was going to call said, well, I am the one that's going to make this call and I'll call as I like. As I desire. So the first two people, can you just step forward, please? You're going to go through. And I just feel it's unfair for me to choose only from the beginning. Let me go through the back as well. I'll go to the back of the queue. Um, Okay, because I chose the first two people in front, I'm not going to choose the last two people. I'm going to choose number 33 and number 32 come forward. What? It doesn't even make sense. Randomly, it doesn't even make sense. Under no circumstance should his number have come up. But for the fact... That is conscious that it carries the favor of God. Are you conscious of what you carry? If you're genuinely connected to God, you will be conscious of the favor of God that is upon your life. If you are conscious of the favor of the Lord upon your life, you are on for great things. You are on for great things this season. So I want to encourage you. I want to implore you to be conscious. Expect it. You know that pastor I was telling you about earlier? If he was not expecting the favor of the Lord to walk, he would not knock on that door. He knocked on the door. Many of us say we're expecting promotion, but you don't apply. We're expecting prominence, but you do nothing. I'm expecting provision, but I don't do anything about it. God will bring it to me in my home. No, no, it doesn't work that way. The favor of the Lord upon you that is increasing with God and increasing with man is the reason why you will step out of your comfort zone and do something because you are conscious you carry something. I am special, and when I talk to somebody, they will favor me, so I will talk to somebody. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. So just put this down against your in your in your, in your notebook, Psalm 90, verse 17, and Proverbs 18:2. Be conscious of what you carry. The Bible says, surely there is an end, and the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. God is a God that fulfills expectation. So when you have an expectation, God will fulfill it. If you expect God to show you favor in this new season, He will. If you don't, you won't get it. First one: connection. Connection to God. Positionally, connection to God relationally, connection to God's house and God's people would give you more than you could ever have imagined. The second one consciousness. The third one, which is the last one I'm going to talk about, is a conduct. Some of us thinks, "Oh, when it comes to the things of God, you don't need to do anything. You, you do need to do a lot. Your conduct does matter. The first one is in Proverbs chapter three, verses three to five. I love that scripture. You know what? If you so favor, you will get favor. Your condom, sowing, sow favor. Many of us are very good at wanting to take you, never consider wanting to sow. You've got to learn to sow favor. Proverbs chapter three, verses three to five says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them like around your neck, write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding. Let not mercy. Who do we show mercy to? Other people. When you show mercy, let not mercy. And truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them upon the labels of your heart. So shall you find favor. When you have mercy towards other people, when you have favor towards other people, when you sow favor towards other people, other people will show favor towards you. Be a sower of favor. You no, know, just go all out to favor somebody else. You have one space in your car. Stop and give somebody a ride. You have two, two, two pairs of something. Give somebody one. Oh, but they didn't ask. An act of kindness. Something someone does. In fact, they don't deserve it even better still. Sow favor. In your conduct, when you sow favor, you get favor. That's the way it goes. Every time you sow favor to someone, God cannot but open the doors of favor for you. So have that at the back of your mind. You're sowing. You're saying. You're saying. The words you speak, your confession matters a lot. If you say, well, yes, I believe in this new season uh, we have favor, and you don't say it, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. There are many things in the kingdom of God. Remember what Pastor Ike said a short while ago, and I loved it, loved it, loved it. I think I actually preached on it, which is the things of the Spirit are voice activated. Favor is something of the Spirit. It's not a physical thing. So it's voice activated. So you say it and say it and say it and say it. Say it until it becomes part of your life. Say it until you expect it. Say it until you are experiencing it. Repeat it over and over and over again. God has given you this gift. Talk about it. That man of God, he expressed it. He said it. And I love the fact that he said it. He made a confession of it. I remember, again, reading, um, it was John Maxwell that said this. He said it was in Australia. They were doing a, a, a tour, a visit. And while he was there, he said the tour guide was t- took them through uh, where there was a tennis club and there was an Australian Open happening. And, and he said, who's playing? Why are there so many people? He said, oh, it's Andy Morris. I think it's semi-finals. Andy Murray and somebody, two of the top seeds were playing. And the guy said, and, and uh, John Maxwell said, I'd love to watch that. And the man said, you don't understand. People have bought this ticket from over a year ago. There is no ticket anymore. He said, but I really want to watch that. And I know I'm favored. Why don't you just park the car and let me go in? And I would send you a message. Everybody said, oh, but we're going to the theater. You go to the theater. I want to watch the Australian Open. And said, but you can't because there's no ticket. So you just drop me and watch Favour walk for me. He said it to them. He said he got to the gate and he said to them, is there any way... I can get into this place. They say, well, you can get into the foreground, but you might not be able to get inside because it is full. Any return ticket, no return ticket, no this, no that, no that. Okay, I'll buy a ticket and just stay on the ground. Then at least I can take a picture and say to my family, I say, I was on the ground. He bought the ticket, he got to the ground. And while he was there, he said, well, I know a favor was for me. Why would I stop on the ground? Let me move further forward. He said, he looked at the people. He said, is there anywhere, is there anybody that wants to return their ticket that just can't make it? And everybody said, no, 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 of course not, no, no, no. Okay, cool. He then saw a queue. He said, oh, that's a return and something queue for people that want to buy return, people that can't make it today return an absent queue. People that can't make it today and their tickets are up for sale. He looked at the queue, it was as long as you can think. And he said, he said, but I, fa- I know favor works on me." So he walked to the front of the queue. So the people that are in the front, I said to them, would you mind, my name is So So So, I hope you're doing well. And then he made friends and said, I want only one ticket. So if and when you get to the point you're able to get a ticket, would you mind to add one more to your ticket? While you're at it, I will wait here, hoping somebody will just walk up to me and give me a ticket. He kept saying hello to anybody that walked past. And one of the people he said hello to, and he said hello to the ushers and, on the ground that were walking. And at some point, one of the ushers that he had said hello to, and he said he waited there for over an hour in the wait. He was waiting and waiting for something to happen. He said one of the ushers that he had said hello to and, and, and greeted properly earlier, just walked up to him with a lady and he said, hey, John, my friend. Because when he introduces himself, he said, my name is John, I'm your friend. Hey, John. On my friend and say hey hi he said do you know what this lady has had an emergency she has to go home and this is her ticket and I remember that you spoke with me about 30 40 minutes ago I started looking for you around the ground because you said I would be in this area if anybody ever says, so well it's your lucky day so I know and it was given the ticket And guess what happened? It was a side court ticket. The woman had a VIP ticket. So he didn't just have a ticket. Yes, people have bought it years before. He didn't just have it because he didn't take no for an answer. Because he knew what he carried upon him. He said it to people. He said and said and said until he saw what he said. What are you going to say about this favor that God has bestowed upon you in this new season? What's your confession? What's your confession? What's going to come out of your mouth? Last one is, if you want to enjoy favor, you've got to walk with people that are favored. So under conduct, there are three things under conduct. You sow favor, you speak favor, and then you walk in favor. To enjoy favor in this new season, you have to make sure that you walk with people that are favored. You see, there are some people that are disfavored. I remember very, very clearly as a young lady, and I know that I said it, and I say it jokingly. I used to say to Eddie, I said, You are so favored, I have to marry you. I mean, after we started dating, what you call dating, we call it cutting, I said, If there's no other reason, it's just because God is with you, and I don't know why. So let me just hang where God is with, because I just know God is with you. And that's what I'm just saying. That is, I can't lay my hand on him, but I know you're favored of the Lord. There are some people that are favored of the Lord, and there are some people that live in disfavor. Do you remember Jonah? Jonah lived in disfavor, and everybody around him suffered for it. When people are favored, people you hang around them, you are favored automatically because those things that work for them begin to work for you. What's the point of everything I've said today? The conclusion of the matter is this, that God wants to take you into this new season and God has released favor upon your life. You can increase in favor. You can walk in favor, but you have a work today. You need to maintain your connection with God. You need to maintain the confession you make. You need to have a conduct that goes with it because if you don't have these things, it is possible to have it all st- up and not have it manifest in any area of your life I want to say to you that you can be like a Naphtali and my prayer for you today is that you be like Naphtali Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 23 he say, oh Naphtali satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord possess the west and possess the south I pray that prayer for you today and every member of your household in the name of Jesus I end with this story when we are going to go into full-time ministry, uh, or when pastor was going to get into full-time ministry, uh, coming because we were relatively high earners. So it was a very high earner and I was a high earner. And when you put our money together, it was a sizable amount of money every month. And that also meant sizable amount of responsibilities every month. So somehow the responsibility cracked up and cracked up. So it was looking very much like even when God said, pack it all up and go into ministry. It was hard, it was hard because physically speaking, we didn't know how to maintain our responsibilities as it was without dropping our standard of living. And I remember one of the things I prayed, God grant us wisdom, grant us favor. So one day he just walked up and he said, you know, I'm gonna go to the bank and go and speak with my bank manager. So he went to the bank to speak with the bank manager and the and the, the, the customer something, relational manager. And the relational manager said, well, you know what you're living this amount for this uncertainty but you're going to serve humanity you know what i'll do there is a particular type of facility we have we give it to only Less than five percent, less than one percent, or zero point five percent of the population—people that have this kind of turnover, this kind of turnover—those things we have, never, we've never even breathed, it, let alone know that it existed. And said, so "I'm going to introduce you to one of the girls that manages such, and she'll see what she can do for you. That is, you don't qualify for it, but for whatever reason, I just choose to help you with this. And you know what she did?" And we went to sit down with this person, and they extended a particular facility over to us that we could never have dreamt of. All of a sudden, our outgoing was cut by a good 60%. And then we can breathe easy, and we can live, and we can serve God without worries. What am I saying? I am saying to you that God can satisfy you. Satisfy you. Just like Naphtali. He says, oh, Naphtal is satisfied with favor. I decree and I declare that you experience the satisfaction of favor in this new season. In the name of Jesus, you will never lack any good thing. So after he's satisfied with favor, he is full of the blessings of the Lord because he has the favor of the Lord. Then he went to possess the north and the south. That will be your story in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!